The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, just after 3.30, really looking forward to speaking to, you know, you know the name, Spinelli. Teresa Spinelli is going to join me. We're going to talk a little bit of history and about uh, business and about um, the legacy that um, her father created so many years ago. Um, 60th anniversary this year, but I want to pick her brains on a uh, pick her brain on a number of uh, issues. Um, we do. Do we have our next guest on the line? We sure do. Okay, awesome. All right, so uh, we'll talk to Teresa Spinelli just after uh, 3.30. At uh, 4.50, we're going to talk to uh, a family, a family of Fringers. These people love the Fringe. We'll talk to them and about their commitment uh, to this festival. Yes, we are broadcasting live from the Fringe Festival. So if you hear some wind uh, in the mic, that's what it is. If you hear some music in the background, that's what it is. Remember, we still have those tenor tickets to give away today as well. We'll check in with, with Morley and Dave uh, a look ahead to that big football game tonight between Winnipeg and Edmonton. Uh, countdown to kickoff gets underway at 5.30. Kickoff at 7 o'clock tonight. It is Military Appreciation Night. Uh, so be looking up and prepare for a fly past at some point this evening. Just going over before they kick off the show or kick off the game. So um, you've been hearing about this in the newscasts. Um, it is supposed to be a massive carbon sink, naturally fighting climate change. But instead, the Amazon rainforest is burning, emitting carbon the number of fires has nearly doubled this year, which could be bringing the rainforest to a turning point. Michaela Wiesa of Global Forest Watch joins us now. Michaela, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to be here. All right. So first off, you know, for those who don't understand or who, who don't know about the importance of the Amazon, I'd, I'd like to think most people do. But can you, um, you know, tell us why that is so important? Absolutely. So the Amazon is the largest block of tropical rainforest that we have in the world. And many people refer to it as the lungs of the planet, mm-hmm. just because it has a, such a big impact on the global climate. So tropical deforestation uh, in total, if it was a country, would be the third largest carbon emitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brazil alone, not just, um, you know, not the entire Amazon, but just the Brazilian part makes up about a quarter of that. A quarter of it. So what is happening there right now? There's all of these fires. What's going on? Yeah, so we're seeing a lot of fires, definitely a lot more than last year. Um, You know, we have seen some similar years before in the past, but I think the big concern is coming, you know, because we're seeing all these fires, and at the same time, we're also seeing um, an increase in deforestation. So Uh having both of those indicators pointing up um, at this time of year when we're just getting started on the fire season uh, is really a cause for concern. So, Michaela, is, are, are these fires, um, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, we see them kind of every year. Is it just a part of this or is it um, people working in there? Is it land being cleared? Is it, you know, lightning strikes? What is it? Yeah. So, yes, natural fires in the Amazon are very rare. Um, So most of what we're seeing is actually as a result of human activity. Uh, We can't, you know, quantify exactly, but from what we can tell, it seems like a lot of that is happening on land that's already been cleared, um, either as, you know, a way to clear it, to clean it off, you know, once it's been deforested or as part of agricultural cycles. Okay, I know um, the the president of Brazil is blaming his critics, accusing them of setting fires. Um, and I, I don't know if you've been following that or or if you have a comment on that, Michaela. 
Yeah, I mean, our group has been focusing mostly on what we can see from the sky. So. Yeah. yeah, okay. It was interesting to see some pictures. It was interesting to see some pictures uh, yesterday, and I think it was in Sao Paulo, and it was pitch black at 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Did you see that? Yeah, no, I've, I've talked to my, my colleagues that are based in Sao Paulo about it as well. And what I mean, did they tell you? Totally, yeah, I mean, just, the, yes, like you're saying, the sky just went completely black. Um, I think, you know, the jury's still out on how much of that is due to fires or if there may be other causes. Um, but certainly I think that's a big reason that this has become such a big news item and it's been mm-hmm. on so many people's minds. Michaela Weiss of Global Force Watch joins us now. So um, the G7 leaders um, in France this weekend on uh, on tap, the economy, trade, Brexit, but the fires in the rainforest also uh, possibly add, being added to the agenda. The uh, French president, Emmanuel Macron, says he's calling it an international crisis, uh, was quoted as saying, our house is burning. You must be pleased or it must, must be like, oh, thank goodness, you know, some people are paying attention to this. Yeah, it's definitely great to have people calling attention to it. I mean, I think the important thing to note, though, right, is that we're still very much in the early part of the fire season. Mm. So, you know, while we may be higher than last year for this time of year, um, I think it is a little early to say, you know, that this is the worst it's ever been. And we really need to keep paying attention to what happens over the next couple of months. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so uh, I want to thank you for joining uh, me this afternoon uh, talking ab- about this. And as you keep uh, a watch as well, we'll be watching and uh, maybe we'll we'll catch up again in a couple of months and see what's happening again. It's Global Forest Watch. And if you need to find out more information, I suspect, Michaela, you have a website. Yep, globalforestwatch.org. All right. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. All right, Michaela Weiss of Global Force Watch joining us uh, for the uh, for the first little bit of this 3 o'clock hour. So as I mentioned, the leaders at this weekend's G7 summit expected to, well, they're talking about adding uh, the Amazon rainforest to their agenda. Um, as you heard her talk, uh, the Amazon produces 20% of the world's oxygen. Uh, France is saying that it will not sign a trade agreement to benefit Brazil because of the fires. Um, and before departing for France, Prime Minister Trudeau saying he's pledging his support for Macron's idea, saying he couldn't agree more. Now, uh, the president of Brazil saying he is now leaning towards sending in the army to help fight the Amazon rainforest fires. Um, France is accusing uh, the Brazilian president uh, of lying about his environmental commitments and again, as I mentioned, saying that it will oppose a major European trade deal that would benefit uh, Brazil. So we'll keep an eye on that one and you can uh, watch for full coverage coming up on Global as well. Uh, It is the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News this afternoon as we broadcast live from the uh, Fringe Festival. It is this year's theme, Where the Wild Things Fringe. 38 years this festival has been going on. I'll be honest with you, I've uh, come down here a couple of times, um, mainly to see the street performers. I have yet, you guys, I have yet to ever see one of the performances here. So uh, time is running out, of course, but I know a lot of you absolutely love this. Come down, whether it's for the plays, maybe it's for the, excuse me, the street performers or the people watching or the food. Uh, let me know uh, what your favorite part of the Fringe is. Of course, it's the oldest Fringe festival in North America. Uh, the website, uh, fringetheater.ca. You can get all of your tickets there. Uh, and again, the, fres- the festival will, whack- will wrap up this weekend. Uh, it's 3.13 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. A quick break here. We'll be back with more right after this. 
Uh, thanks for all your texts at 6.30, 6.30. And, of course, you can uh, get a hold of me. I've got the computer right here. Uh, Rory, yes, I am having fun at the Fringe. Thank you for that. And uh, David texted and said, you know, 2013 through 2017, I lived three blocks north of the Fringe. So I took in plenty of events with no favorites, actually. I did enjoy people watching and uh, and chatting it up mostly. And I think that's one of the great things. Kirby Bourne, social... What, what is your exact title? Digital Content Coordinator. Digital Content Coordinator. But yes. uh, Kirby Bourne, of course, you know, she used to be a newsreader uh, at 630 Ched. She's done everything. Done it all. But uh, <laughs> you know what? I know you're a fan of The Fringe. Yes. Um, and you've been coming to it for, But you were a theater kid, weren't you? Sort of. I grew up dancing, so that's kind of... In the like realm of theater. Tap, ballet, jazz, lyrical, musical theater, modern, fossy, African. Wow. You name it, I've tried it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I did a little bit of musical theater. Yeah. I've just always loved stage and theater and acting yeah. and kind of anything is something to check out, I Have think. you seen any shows yet? I haven't seen shows yet. Saturday is my show day. But okay. I, I don't live far from the Fringe, so I've been here every night for the last three nights just watching street performers mm. and drinking lemonade and <laughs> just enjoying the atmosphere. It is fun to just come down here and people watch. And that's it. It's one of my one of my things is sometimes you see over in a corner there'll be, uh, I can remember coming down here once and there was a young man, young kid, probably eight years old, playing the violin mm-hmm. and it was just absolutely beautiful. Actually, it wasn't a violin. It was something else. It was something that looked like a violin, uh, but it it was you see all of this incredible talent all out and about, and you know it's going to be a busy place tonight mm-hmm. uh, uh, for sure. Um, someone says off topic, but a big week for Bruce Bowie next week. He's going to be missed. Yes. Isn't that the truth? We will miss Bruce very, very much. Bruce Bowie's been the voice of the mornings uh, on uh, 630 Chet for what, nine, ten years now? I believe so, yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, he took over from Gord Whitehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're going to miss him uh, a lot, and just his calming presence in the newsroom. I will say, keep an eye on our Instagram story at 630Chet on Instagram next Friday because I've been digging up some photos of Bruce <laughs> over the years and there are some good ones. You know so what? we'll share those. Um, some of my very first radio I ever did was with Bruce when he was downstairs on Kissin' mm-hmm. with Chris Sheets. Um, they had contacted me back in the day and we're talking 2003, 2004 mm-hmm. when I was working at Global and uh, someone had gone on mat leave and they needed someone to do traffic and they asked if I would come over and kind of be the third for a little while. Oh yeah. And it was craziness because I was uh, working till midnight on television and then would turn around and get up at 4:35 and go in and do the morning show. But it was Chris uh, well it was it was Bruce and uh, and that and that gang that I saw wow you know this is a this is a medium that I really really like and he always made it look so damn easy. Yes, he really, to this day still, it just, that man was born to be on the radio. Yeah, so I was reading this today and I thought this was funny, so, and it was, it's one of those things that uh, goes viral. It's one okay. of the things, okay? And it said, uh, a friend of mine has been complaining about finding an avocado on his lawn every day for weeks now. Why would someone keep throwing avocados in his yard? Who would do that? You guys, he just realized he had an avocado tree. <laughs> Also, why would you complain about avocados well, showing up? Those are kind of expensive. And, and that's I would it, love though. to have avocados but it's just one of those on things. my lawn. It's one of those things. <laughs> and so, Chedville, that is my question this afternoon. You're thinking, okay, and then you realized. What was it that you realized? Then it all made sense. Oh, gosh. What was it that you realized? Then it made sense. Listen to this one. One of my neighbors has an avocado tree. Squirrels take them and cross the power lines behind my house and drop them. For the longest time, the neighbors... I thought the neighbors were throwing avocados at my dogs. 
<laughs> the squirrel story is much nicer than throwing them at the dogs. Listen to this one. I sympathize. I kept wondering why the lemons from my tree were always rotten in the middle when I picked them. After five years, I picked a green one and I realized it was a lime tree. <laughs> you wonder, like, how... How could it go five years before you discover things like that? Sometimes you wonder. Well, and that's it, right? This one says, I had three cherry trees for uh, three years before I realized they were just small crab apples. One of those things when it's just like, okay, and then the light goes on and go, oh, that makes sense. I'm trying to think of, I'm sure I have one. I have little blonde moments all the time, so I'm sure I have one, but Uh nothing's coming to mind right now. I had, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of it as well, and it was just, but, you know, all of those, you know, you were that age when you realized. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then someone says, houses for everyone if we sell the avocados. Mm, Yes. Avocados, those lovely treats that, you know, are, are so good. Well, they're so good, but they're 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 not ripe, not ripe, not ripe, not ripe, and then they're ripe, and then they have to throw them out. I realized the other day, though, is that avocado is very easy to freeze. So when you buy a bunch of avocado, you chop it up, and you freeze it. Mm-hmm. And then you can thaw it, use a guacamole or whatever. Or if you make smoothies, you drop a couple cubes of the frozen avocado in the smoothies, and it makes it really creamy, so it's almost like a milkshake. It's delicious. So you find them on sale, like practically or almost totally ripe, and then you freeze them. It's brilliant. I'd kill him for five years. I'd call my wife and she would never answer me. Then it all made sense when I found out her name wasn't Carol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. Want to, um, uh, Escott, I'm not sure if you have my file open. Oh, I do. You do. Do you <laughs> see that uh, thing in there about the bears? The grizzlies in the yard. The grizzly in the yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just hold on a second because I wanted to get to, to this and you got to hear this audio. Uh, there was a woman, uh, I think it was up, uh, where was it? Was it in, in uh, I forget where it was, but an Alberta woman, absolutely petrified over the weekend. Mm-hmm. She came across, there was three grizzly bears in her backyard. Three grizzly bears in her backyard over the weekend. Her name's uh, Margie Whitehead. She was watering the garden in her backyard when she saw the grizzlies. But her dogs were outside. She got inside. The dogs were outside. She was scared, frozen her tracks, listened to... So she posted some video, of course, you know, because that's what we do. Of course. Listen, this is the conversation that she had with her husband uh, dealing with all of this. No! Come here! Come here! Hello? Hello, Bruce! We have three young grizzlies in our yard right now! Oh my gosh! And they went into the the root cellar. Two of them are in the root cellar right now, eating the dog food. Get the dogs in in the house. I try, but they won't listen to me! Oh boy. They won't listen to me! I tried to get them up on the top deck to bring them in, but Teddy just won't listen! Yeah, I don't know what to do. Uh, yeah, you keep yourself safe. Yeah, they're come. They're going to come after the dogs. Oh my gosh, how terrifying! So this is just outside of White Court is where it uh, where it was. That was uh, Margie Whitehead. Three grizzlies in her backyard. Now the great news is. Um, 
well, everyone's safe. That's the that is the the great news uh, this afternoon. And uh, the Bears didn't leave until a vehicle approached and they ran down an embankment to uh, towards a nearby uh, creek. Apparently, the Bears are looking to fatten up this time of year. Yeah, and I would be so worried. Aren't we all? Back. They've come back <laughs> looking for food. Aren't we all? Kirby Bourne joining me uh, right now. Uh, how? Yeah, someone says that does not sound like Goldie, Goldilocks. No, nope, no, nope, she did not have a good time with those bears. Oh yeah, and White Court. Thank you for that. Yeah, some of the things you know, the, the when we were talking about the avocado thing, I remembered. It was. It took me. I remember doing a, a food basket, a vegetable basket, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that Brussels sprouts grew on a stalk. Yes, I did know that. I had no did idea you know about that. that. Brussels sprouts. There's an S on the end. Brussels sprouts. That's how you I spell did not. It. I did not know that they grew on a, on a stalk. Um, how about this one? I bought a, ca- a head of cabbage instead of lettuce, and only realized it was lasting a lot longer. That was from Daryl. <laughs> this one says that uh, we got. The truck horribly stuck while out hunting one time, and we're facing the fear of having to walk 30 kilometers out of the bush. We actually started walking only to realize that we had a quad <laughs> in the back of the truck. So, hey, let's take the very quad. Good. How very stupid. Yeah, those things that you realize. Yeah. Takes a while sometimes to realize. Let me know at 6.30, 6.30. Kirby, thanks for uh, popping in here for a little bit. And You're are you been Have you been Facebook living some of this? I did with Christina, your first, okay. or your 2.30 guest. And then I believe we're going to do another one at 430 awesome. is I believe when you have your volunteers coming in. So Alrighty. keep an eye on the 630 Chat Facebook page. We'll show you what it's like down here. Yeah, it is uh, turning into being not bad, a little windy, but the sun trying to break through. Lots of folks walking about. Right now, though, we're going to take a break for the 330 News on the other side. The Italian Center celebrating 60 years. Teresa Spinelli joining me. Uh, we're going to have a good chat right after this.